Trinity Baptist Church. One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Proverbs 18:24. I just choose a friend. That was part of VBS, so that's great. Um, for the last couple of weeks, we've been um, we've been signing up to to take new ground in our city through prayer, and we've had 91 people sign up to pray for very specific blocks of our city. And, and you, if you've been downstairs, you've seen the map. If you are here and you've signed up to pray, would you just stand up right now? This is awesome. Okay, I'm going to pray over us as ground takers, okay, so that we would be effective in in our prayers for our city. Lord, um, thank you for the privilege that we have of being here in this place, in in what could be regarded as, as maybe the most influential world, city in the world. And Lord, I thank you for the, the opportunity that we have to take new ground for you as we call out to you to, to rain down your spirit on this place. And so we pray for revival. I pray for all of these that are going to be walking the blocks of our city and, and praying for those blocks and praying for those businesses, praying for those apartment houses and and, and brownstones and the people that, that reside there and, and work in those places. I pray, Lord, that we would be um, powerful and effective by your spirit as we pray your presence into these places. And I pray, Lord, that revival would come because of the prayers of your people. So I pray protection on them because the evil one does not want this happening. I pray um, power on them. I pray your blessing on them. For your name's sake, amen. Um, if you haven't signed up to, to, to pray for specific blocks this summer, we're going to do it for July and August. Um, you can still do that downstairs, and we've got 91 right now. It'd be great if we could break the 100 mark. So um, go downstairs and, and be a part of that. Uh, in your bulletin this morning was this insert um, kind of a, a real brief questionnaire on how genuine are your friendships. Um, take, let's take one minute right now to do this, okay? Just look this over. There's 10 questions there. I know there's six numbers, but some of them have two questions. So um, take one minute to fill that out.
You're not going to have to show it to anybody, so this is just for you. Don't raise your hands because we don't want people looking around going, oh, that dude doesn't have any friends. Um, but were you able to answer yes to seven or more of those questions? Wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be great if we could all answer yes to all ten of them? I mean, how, how would your life be different if you could? Wouldn't it be more rich? Wouldn't it be more um, fulfilling if we all had this, these types of friends who were really walking through life with us this morning? I think it's possible that we can all develop those kinds of, of friendships, but we have to understand what, what we're called to in friendship and, and we have to make some choices with regard to our friendships. Now, I think all of us could, would say that we can grow in our um, level of friendship. Would, would we all agree that we could all be better friends? I mean, there's a tendency that we have, I think at times anyway, to hide from people. We, we hide behind work or, or we hide behind family or even we hide behind church obligations. We hide because maybe we don't want people to know. We're afraid that if they find out who we really are, um, they might you know, run away from us. Or sometimes we hide because we don't want to know who somebody else really is because we don't want to know all of their stuff. But when we, when we give into those those temptations to hide, we rob ourselves, we rob our, our spouses, we rob our children, we, we rob each other of the opportunity to really experience the fullness of life that God has for us because the life that God has for us is a life lived out in community. It's a life where we have been, we've been called to do life together. You know, Jesus' ministry was centered 
in, in 12 intimate friendships. The, he, he called his disciples friends repeatedly. You read in Hebrews 10, it says, you know, don't give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. In other words, don't, don't stop, you know, coming together. Don't isolate yourself, but rather what? Let us encourage one another to love and good deeds. In order to, to encourage one another, we have to be in relationship. And so Hebrews 10, I think, is a call to relationship. It, you might even say it's a call to friendship. So, so how do we do that? How do we move into friendship? We are in this series called um, Words to Live By, where we are looking at the wisdom of the Proverbs uh, regarding certain themes or words in our lives that, that we need to, to take hold of. We started two weeks ago with the word guard, and we talked specifically about guarding our hearts because in F- Proverbs 4.23 it says, above all else, guard your heart because it is the wellspring of life. Everything we do flows from within, and so we have to guard our hearts. We have to guard what goes in. Uh, we have to keep the bad stuff out and let the good stuff in so that, that only good will come from us. Last week, we, we looked at the word fear and how fear is a good thing because fear establishes the boundaries of our freedom. What we fear in many ways controls us. And so we, we talked about the fear of the Lord and how the fear of the Lord brings life. Why? Because when you fear God, you come to know God, and you come to know that God is perfect in love. And as we read in 1 John, perfect love casts out all other fear. And so when we fear God, we get to experience a freer, fuller life as we let love expand our horizons. This morning, we're going to look at the word friendship, because I think often the way we define friendship may be a little bit different than how the Proverbs or how the Scriptures define friendship. So we want to, to get these little nuggets about what it means to be a friend. And, and let me just say right up front that generally speaking, men have a more difficult time developing intimate friendships than women do. Men have, have a hard time developing friendships in which they can really speak into one another that, that helps them um, move forward in life. Women do that a little bit easier than men do, but that's not to say that there aren't women who live lives in isolation. So this is good for all of us. So that's one thing. Something else before we jump in. As we go through this list, and there's just, it's a short list this morning, even though we don't have another service, so I might just speak for like three hours, but um, it's a beautiful day. We'll go, there's, this list is for us, all right? This list is not for you to go, man, I, my buddy really needs to hear this. So you start texting him, dude, you know, I'm, I, I got this thing the pastor's talking about. You need to hear this. This is not, we need to be holding up the mirror for ourselves today. We need to be saying, am I this kind of friend to other people? Yes, we need to be asking, do I have these kinds of friends in my life? But if not, 
the challenge really comes back to us to say, if I don't have them, then I, I need to become more like this I, so that I can cultivate these kinds of friendships, okay? So this is, this is for us to look at um, introspectively, all right? So with that, turn to Proverbs 17. And the first thing we're going to see about real, real friendship is that there is loyalty. Proverbs 17, 17 says, A friend loves at all times. A brother is born for adversity. And, and the, this proverb is using the words friend and brother in parallel. So, so they're really synonymous in this, in this context. This means that a true friend is like a brother or a sister who, when you are in crisis, says, I was born for this moment. I was, I was born so that I can stand with you as you are going through this, this difficult time. You know that you are a true friend to someone when you stand with them in crisis. When you draw near to them. A true friend is someone who when the storm starts brewing, you move into the storm. You don't say, man, that's, that's a little too messy for me. You know, I, I really don't want to get into that. Um, you love at all times, not just in the good times. Across the page in Proverbs eighteen twenty four. It says, a man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. You may have, a lot of us have tons of acquaintances, but are there people in your life who, who come to you in times of, of adversity? Do you move toward people in times of adversity? Or do you just kind of sit back and watch them come to ruin? Um, you know, they're, they're falling apart, their lives falling apart, and you're going, man, it really sucks to be you right now. You know, instead of moving toward them, are you that kind of friend to people? What the Proverbs are telling us is that you can have a lot of companions but you need to have people in your life who say, I am loyal to this person, come hell or high water, no matter what crisis comes, I'm going to walk through it with them. One of the, the most popular television shows of the last decade was this show called Friends. And you remember how at the beginning of the show, there's the fountain, you know, and they're dancing in front of the fountain. And what's the theme song? I'll be there for you. I would sing it, but you don't want that. Um, I'll be there for you. That's what a, a, a true friend does. A true friend doesn't let self-interest drive them. And we are, we are, you know, by and large, selfish, self-interested people. And so when something's going on in your life that's going to cost me something... It's going to cost me my time. It's going to cost me energy. It's going to maybe cost some resources for me to come alongside of you. Um, you know, if, if I, you know, I just really don't want to get into this. You're not being a true friend. 
But if you look at that and say, no matter what it costs, I'll be there for you. You're being a friend. I've had some, some tough seasons in my life where people have, I've had friends who have come alongside of me and said, Keith, no matter what happens, no matter what's going on, I'm there for you. I'm going to encourage you, and they have. I'm going to support you, and they have. Um, I'm going to do whatever is, I can possibly do to help you get through this. That's what a friend does. So are you a friend like that? Are you one that doesn't let self-interest um, keep you from moving toward a friend who's going through a tough season, who's going through a time of crisis? Are you loyal? And loyalty is not just about being in crisis, but it's also about keeping confidences. How many friendships do you know that have died because confidences have not been kept? Proverbs 16, 28 says, A perverse person stirs up dissension and a gossip separates close friends. Gossip can ruin a friendship. But sometimes it's hard not to gossip. Right? I mean, Proverbs 18.8 says, The words of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down in the inmost parts. Sometimes it's hard not to dish the dirt on people. Because they're choice morsels. Right? Be honest. You know, when you know something that you know others don't know about this, sometimes it's kind of hard to keep your mouth shut. And in the Christian community, um, we have a way of doing this so that it doesn't even feel like gossip. Right? I mean, I can go... Hey, Dave, I really need to talk to you about Beth. I, n- I need you to pray with me. Um, right? You know, Beth's really, you know, she's doing this thing, and I need you to come alongside with me as we pray. That's just gossip. Blaise Pascal once said, I set this down as fact that if all men knew what each other said of the other, there would not be four friends in the world. (laughs) I I think Benjamin Franklin said it the best when he said, three people can keep a confidence as long as two of them are dead. Transparency and vulnerability and, um, and trust is the stuff that true friendships are made of. And often our, our fear of being betrayed outweighs our willingness to, to share our lives with other people. But you show me a person who does not have a loyal friend, who does not have someone in their life with whom they can share anything without fear of, of that person going and and talking behind their back. Um, 
you show me a person who does not have someone like that in their life, and I'll show you someone who is headed for disaster. We all need to have loyal friends in our lives, not people who don't just show up in times of adversity, but who we can trust to not speak badly about us um, to other people. And here's a thought. What if... What if we as a community of faith determined that we were going to show the world what it looks like to only speak positively about each other? What if we determined as a community of faith that not one person in this room would ever have to brag on themselves because we're going to do it for them? What if we as a community of faith just determine we are not ever going to dish dirt, but we're always going to speak positively and we're going to show the world what that does in relationship. Wouldn't that be awesome? So can we do that? Can we decide that this morning? Let's just do that. All right? Proverbs 20, 19 says, A gossip betrays a confidence, so avoid a man who talks too much. Eleven thirteen says, A gossip betrays a confidence, but a trustworthy person keeps a secret. So the first word to live by with regard to friendship is loyalty. We need to be loyal friends who stick with people when they're going through adversity, and we need to, we need to make sure that we're not talking badly about them behind their back, but we are, we're only speaking positive things. We're not going to betray any confidences. There's another piece of wisdom about true friendship, but this one can create a little awkwardness, all right? Uh, Turn to Proverbs 27, verses 5 and 6. Better is an open rebuke than hidden love. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. Better is an open rebuke. Better is an open rebuke than hidden love. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. Um, You see, we need to be loyal to our friends and not speak negatively about them to other people. But we need to speak the truth to them. Usually it's the other way around. Usually we speak to somebody's face what they want to hear. You know, you're doing an awesome job. You're just, you're, you're, you're so great. But then to other people, we tell them what we really think about that person. The wisdom of the Proverbs is, no, it needs to be reversed. You speak positively to everybody else, but you, you bring it straight to the person themselves. You, you speak the truth to them. This can create a little weirdness, right? 
I mean, if you go to a friend and you say, you know, hey, I've, I've got something that I need to talk to you about and it's going to be uncomfortable for me and it's probably going to be uncomfortable for you, but here's what people are saying behind your back, but I need to tell you this to your face. I need to tell you this straight up. That can create some weirdness. It can be disorienting when people speak the truth to you, right? Because we don't generally do that. But it is a place that we need to go. Um, I have, I've got a friend who, he's not a part of this church, not a part of this community, so, so you don't need to be speculating. I wonder who it is, all right? But this guy was going through a divorce, and he was seeing another woman, and he starts talking to me about the relationship in, in detail that he's having with this other woman while he's still married. And I said, um, you know you're talking to Keith, right? You know Keith the pastor? I said, you know that we fundamentally disagree on the course of your life right now. You get that, right? You know, what am I supposed to do? Give you a fist bump for this? I, I couldn't just sit back and nod and say, oh, I'm so glad you found someone. You know, I had to tell it to him straight. And yes, we are still friends. <laughs> but we need to be willing to speak the truth into each other's lives. I've had friends in this church sit me down in my office and say, Keith, I need to talk to you about some things. That, And this isn't going to be a fun conversation. And they have called me on stuff that I needed to be called on. I've, I've had people call me on my arrogance. I've had people call me on, on deceitful activity. I've had people call me on inappropriate behavior. And sometimes I didn't respond too well. Sometimes I got defensive, you know, and I tried to justify myself and, you know. But after I thought about it, I thought, you know what, they're right. And, and I needed to hear that. And you know what happened? Not only did I not, um, did that relationship not go away, but my esteem for them went up. My appreciation for them went up. I loved them more because they spoke the truth to me. You see, the wounds of a friend are, are better than the kisses of an enemy. Because though it hurts in the short term, in the long term, it's really good. If you skip down to verse 9, it says, Perfume and incense bring joy to the heart, and the pleasantness of a friend springs from his earnest counsel. What the scripture is saying is that when a friend is earnest with you, when they speak the truth into your life, ultimately it brings joy. Verse 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. What happens when iron sharpens iron? Sparks. 
right? Sparks fly. But that's okay. Because the end result is they get sharper. We can't be afraid of the sparks. Here's another one, Proverbs 28, 23. He who rebukes a man will in the end gain more favor rather than the one who has a flattering tongue. When you tell someone the truth, when you speak truth into your life because you care about them, you care about their growth, you care that they're going to be sharper and better, in the end, you're going to gain more favor than if you just, oh, you're so great, you're so awesome, there's, you know... Now, that doesn't mean you just go around blasting people, all right? You don't just, you know, you're just really judgmental. You know how abrasive you can be? You know, you don't just blast people. You, you have these honest, hard conversations with your friend in the context of relationship. That's what true friends do. You can know who you are a friend to by, by how truthful you are with them, how you speak about them to others, and how loyal you are to them in the midst of their chaos. And these principles, if we will apply them, will make us more healthy, and it will create greater community. It will create um, more satisfying community at the end of the day. And if you think about it, you have to realize that, that this is exactly, these are the principles that God exhibits in his relationship with us through Jesus. The truth about Jesus is that he came to earth and he took the offensive parts of you and me, the sinful parts of you and me, the broken parts of you and me. And he took them upon himself and and. His relationship with us is fiercely loyal. You never have to worry about whether or not God loves you. Oh, how he loves. You never have to worry about whether or not God is going to stick with you in times of crisis. If you've ever had questions of that, just look at Gethsemane and look at the cross. You never have to wonder if if when things are going south, God is going to bail because of self-interest. He's not. He is fiercely loyal to you and to me. And do you ever wonder what Jesus says about you behind your back? Ever have to worry about that? Scripture tells us that Christ is, is always interceding for us. And when Satan goes to accuse us before the Father, you know what Jesus does? He steps in and he says, wait, Dad. Keith has my righteousness. Dave has my righteousness. Beth has my righteousness. He speaks positively about us at all times. And does Jesus speak truth? Yes, he does. Um, His words are truth. And through the scriptures, God communicates his truth to us in such a way that, that he wants to make us sharper. And sometimes, I don't know about you, but even if you just read through the Proverbs, you're going to get slapped around a little bit, right? 
you're going to come to this and go, oh man, I, didn't, I really didn't want to hear that. You read through the, the truth of the scriptures and, and, and God has some hard, honest conversations with you. Why? Because he wants you to be better. He wants you to experience life in its fullness. He wants you to live, uh, be able to live a life that you're proud of. He wants you to be able to live a whole and, and meaningful and, and wonderful life. And so he's going to speak truth to you. Friends, Jesus is the source. He is the force behind the, the relationships that we can have with each other. And if you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus, and you're going, you know, those, those relationships, a relationship or a friendship like that sounds like it might be pretty good. And let me encourage you, make friends with a Christ follower. Make friends with somebody who's striving to honor Christ in all that they do. Now, they're not always going to get it right. I'm not always going to get it right. We're all going to mess up. But I will guarantee you, if that person is following Jesus, they're going to lead you toward truth. They're going to lead you toward wholeness. They're going to lead you toward the life that God has to offer, which is full and free. There's one more that we need to look at. Proverbs 12, 26. And this is the one where the kids were actually laughing. The righteous choose their friends carefully, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. The righteous choose their friends carefully, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. And there's one related across the page in 1320 that says, He who walks with the wise grows wise but a companion of fools suffers harm. The point is, you need to choose your friends well. Because who you choose to do life with, who you choose to, to come alongside of you and be your um, intimate confidant is going to impact the course of your life. If you choose someone who is, who is striving to follow God, who is striving to follow Christ in all that they do, they're going to be speaking truth into your life. They're going to be there for you in the times of, of conflict and hardship and all that stuff. Um, they're going to be someone that, that leads you toward Jesus and the fullness of life that Christ has for us. But if you choose someone who isn't living by the standard of God's word, who isn't trying to, to pursue Christ, um, they're going to lead you astray. Guaranteed. They will lead you astray. And ultimately, you will come to harm because of that. Um, many of us have seen this happen um, in, in people's lives around us. Um, I'm watching it happen right now. In, in a few relationships. Uh, some of you have experienced that. You've, you've hooked up with the wrong people and, and they've led you astray. 
we have to choose our friends carefully. Choose who you're going to do life with. So what kind of friend are you? Are you a friend who is loyal? Who will not let self-interest rule, but you will move toward people in times of adversity, in times of crisis? Are you a friend who says, I was born to stand by you in this moment? Are you a friend who keeps confidences? You don't dish dirt on anybody, but you, you can be trusted with the confidence of other people. And are you a friend who speaks truth? Are you someone who, who's not afraid to risk wounding your friend because you care enough about them that you want them to get better? Are you one who's not afraid to see the sparks fly because you want to help them be sharper? Are you committed to that? And do you have those types of friends in your life? And if not, what do you need to do to cultivate them? Let me pray for us. Lord, um, we're so grateful for your grace in our lives. We're, we're grateful for the friendship that you call us into with you and with each other. We're grateful, Lord, that, that we don't have to do life alone, but we get to do it with you and we get to do it with each other. I pray, Lord, that, that we as a community of faith would, would be good friends. We would be true friends to one another. And I pray, Lord, that our friendships would, would be founded on the friendship that you have with us. And so as we come to the table this morning, we want to celebrate that friendship. We want to celebrate the fact that you are with us and you never let self-interest keep you from, from doing all that needs to be done so that we can have the fullest of life possible. Lord, we want to celebrate that this morning for your name's sake. Amen.